Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita, on this lovely St. Patrick's Day, uh, March 17th, 2023, and back with me, of course. Are you drinking today? Justin Hill, Billy Boy Campbell? Huh? No, I work tonight. Oh, man, your work schedule sucks, man. So I'm drinking alone. I got started without you. Uh, you know, why did I go to a St. Patrick's Day party like a week ago? Free game? Just like, I guess. I don't know. It was right after I, uh, I'm going to try to get the, I think I mentioned this, the audio from this podcast I did. It was like a comedy podcast. But yeah, so like I was hanging out with these guys afterwards and they were going to like a St. Patrick's Day party. So I was like, oh yeah, I guess it's St. Patrick's Day. It's March. I don't know like how the U.S. works anymore. I've been gone for so long. <laughs> I just have no idea. And then today my buddy's like, oh, yeah, it's like St. Patty's Day. You want to come over for a couple of beers or whatever. So I guess uh, we won't be doing a happy hour tonight in honor of the great St. Patrick. Um, we'll all be drinking separately, and then maybe we can have a rendezvous next Friday. What's hey, going on with you? Yeah. Oh, nothing too much. Been watching some college basketball and uh, and working. I've I've been at work all week, so. My when I work, my life is effectively work and sleep. Yeah, you have the weirdest schedule. I can never get over this. <laughs> I keep kind of a weird schedule, but like just because like I, I end up staying up way too late and then I wake up at like odd hours in the morning and like do stuff at like 4 a.m. or something and then go back to sleep. But your schedule is just so bizarre to me. I can't imagine sleeping all like during the day and then working at night and then having like a Brady Bunch family to deal with. If it wasn't for for you and the <clears throat> the morning show that I do, I would never know what day of the week it is because it's like I work four days and I'm off four days. So like I don't I don't go on a, on a Sunday through Saturday schedule. I'm on a day one, day two, day three, day four. Day one, day two, day three, day four. <laughs> That's we uh, they're they're fucking with our vacation, like the way they allocate our vacation time, and uh, it goes into effect next year. And everybody, like on our shift or on the rotation that we're on, like raised hell about it because it's it's really fucked up. They're trying to they're trying to do it based on like a five day eight hour work week. Is like our our week is not five days eight hours. Our week is four days. For 12 hours like and like i don't it there it's all based around the you know the the saturday or the sunday through saturday schedule or you know calendar it's like my calendar is not like that like 
half the time, if you ask me what day of the week it is, I have absolutely no clue. Uh, it's it's either a day that I'm at work or it's a day that I'm not. And I and I count those days. There's the days one, two, and three, and four on either side of it. Like I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm the hillbilly calendar must be at least like five days or less. You have to be able to count it on your hand, on one hand, the number of days. Once you get above uh, five fingers, you guys get fucking lost. That's right. That's pretty, you know, I um, I was kind of running into the same issue back at, at my old job where I was on like a flex schedule. So I worked a longer day, but I would only work four days a week, one week, and then like four and a half days the, the next week. And when there would be a, a, a holiday, like a federal holiday or something that we would get off, they wouldn't give me a full day off. They would give me like the seven and a half hours off. And I would have to make up the hour and a half extra that I worked every day, like some other day in the week, which is just like ridiculous. Like, give me like a day off is a day off. It doesn't matter how many fucking hours it is. You know, like once you have to work, like once you have to like put on your pants and do work, that's a day as far as I'm concerned. Like getting up and and doing something is uh, is more than half the battle. But yeah, I would just, I was like, oh yeah, I worked an extra hour and a half this day and I'll just put it in my fucking time or whatever. Well, like the way they were reallocating our, the way they calculated the time, <clears throat> it was effectively going to screw us out of two days of vacation time. And they said, well, you also only work half the, half the year. And they said, cause you work four days and then you're off four days. I was like, yeah, but we also work like hundred, literally hundreds of hours more in that half of the year than what the people who are working a regular schedule do. I was like, if you look at the total number of hours that we work in a year versus the total number of days, like we're working way more hours than y'all yeah. are. So give, give us our fucking days. Don't take our days away from us. It's, it's yeah. Gonna- it's a weird, it's a weird fight to be picking with employees, especially the ones that are productive and that you would like, you know, it's just like, okay, like a couple hours here and there, like, what are we really fighting over? Yeah, the corporate corporate structure is kind of insane. The way they they go about doing that stuff. They they did give us some uh, raises and stuff like that, though. So maybe they're trying to maybe they're trying to get us to shut up about the vacation days. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, I uh, I don't miss it. I do not miss it. I am one hundred percent unemployable at this point. There's no way I could work for somebody else because of your transition surgery or. Yeah, <laughs> which I think I sent you a video on. I don't want to start with that though. That's uh, I want to. Uh, I want to. <laughs> nice transition, but uh, pun intended. Little too early in the process. You got to wait till I uh, graduate, and then I can get the penile inversion therapy or whatever the fuck they call it. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else uh, has really been going on other than just the the contagion fallout from this whole banking crisis. It looks like it started to hit hit uh, like Credit Suisse. This might be going global now. Well, I mean, that's the hazard of uh, the U.S. dollar being kind of the the world currency, as far as uh, you know, the the petrodollar and stuff like that, like. We, uh, there are a lot of there are a lot of big countries that have sort of set themselves up for if something happens in the U.S. banking system, then everybody else is uh, going down with the ship as well. Like, and 
I don't know. That seems it seems odd that the rest of the world would get on board with the U.S. after looking at the last like I don't know hundred years of terrible fiscal policy and just like really doing everything about as ass backwards as you possibly could that the rest of the world would get on board with us being the ones who are in charge of everything. But then I guess when you look at like, like the Euro really took off and, and was doing well for a while. And then the, uh, the EU and, and the value of the Euro have kind of uh, tapered off over the last several years. And I, I don't know if it's instability with the EU or what it is, but uh, that's, it looked like for a while that was going to be like the future currency of the world. And then it just kind of fell off. Yeah. You know, the, the Euro is fairly young. I I mean, like it's younger than I am, (laughs) I think if I'm doing the math on that. Yeah. And it is a weird, uh, a weird situation they have going there because you have a bunch of countries that are really unproductive and then you have like a couple of countries like fucking Germany that really carry the team. I'm a little and that and they end up having to bail out like the lazy ass fucking French and shit like that constantly. So it's uh, it doesn't seem like a very good idea to have one currency covering multiple countries when you have countries with different, um, you know, populations and, and different mentalities and different ways of life and things like that. I wouldn't want to be tied to like a complete, like a, like a socialist country or something and have to, you know, have to support that through, through everything that, that we do. But I, I do, I do think that it's nice that all of these countries are making the same mistake. So it's like, oh yeah, we'll be on the dollar. Like the dollar is just some fiat currency now. So if they're, you know, if they look to us for what to do, and then they can be like, well, the U.S. is doing it, and they're the reserve currency, so we can do it too. And it gives them a justification to just do everything that every politician wants to do. That's horrible economics and horrible fiscal policy, but great politics. I mean, they get to promise the world to everybody. It's not going to cost you anything. We're just going to charge those uh, billionaires over there. They're going to pay. A, you know, they'll, they'll pay their fair share, just a little bit. You know, they can afford it. They, they made billions of dollars last year. So we'll just tax them a little more and then you'll get everything that we've promised you. No strings attached. And they, they love that kind of shit. And, and the people love to hear it until they start seeing all the fucking inflation that, that's just run amok. I mean, I know the, the latest CPI numbers were only like 6% or something in the U.S., but that's still, that's still three times their fucking target, first of all. And historically... Uh, very high. I mean, I, I think it, it was at like four, uh, around like four or five percent when we started the whip inflation now, wage and price control, like uh, the huge fucking fight against inflation. Uh, uh, the the rate was lower than it is now. And and six percent was like a good number to hear from Wall Street because it wasn't as bad as we thought it was. It's just like this is fucking nuts, man. The whole world's gone fucking crazy. Uh, I was thinking about like the Euro and why that's kind of struggling. Uh, every single country still has its own currency. Like they, they all went to the Euro, but they also kind of didn't. It's like they, uh, you know, they, they got married, but they, they kind of kept a, a ex-girlfriend on speed dial just in case it didn't work out. <laughs> Ethically non-monogamous. That's, yeah. Love it. 
<laughs> so cute. What a bizarre trend that is. Maybe we'll get into that when we talk about uh, Pornhub getting uh, bought out by some Canadian firm. <laughs> anyway, um, have there has there been any other? I don't think there was like any other big like updates other than just what we've kind of already known as far as this bailout goes and everybody pretending that it's not a bailout and that this was just like, oh, we're just uh, helping out the the depositors, the, the John and Susie do-gooders of the world. It, it's pretty funny to watch them freak out over these terms that they know are so unpopular. Uh, bailouts and uh, quantitative easing. And they don't want to admit that that's exactly what they're doing because they've said that they would never do that again. And we're, we're watching them do it in real time. Effectively, it's the exact same thing. If the uh, the the bailout procedures that that they've uh, come up with for this one is basically any bank that had uh, treasury bonds or or bill, I think treasury bills or bonds on their books prior to this whole. Um, catastrophe can um, basically get face value from the Federal Reserve. So whatever the whatever the face value of the bond was, they'll get that in cash from the Federal Reserve and they'll deposit the, the bonds at the Federal. So it's like as collateral. So it's basically the exact same mechanism. You'll have the Federal Reserve taking in treasury bonds and creating cash out of thin air and putting that into the market. And I mean, that is just tremendous amount of moral hazard. If I was one of these banks that was holding low yielding uh, bonds, I would immediately send all of it to the fucking Federal Reserve and get the, the cash value. And then just start loaning that out or, or just um, get the cash and then put that into my Federal Reserve account and earn the Fed funds rate which is more than those bonds are yielding. So everybody's going to be doing this. The Federal Reserve is going to be hemorrhaging money. Well, now, Johnny, the Federal Reserve has an unlimited amount of money, in case you were not aware. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. Remember, that was like one of the first uh, internet sensation things from that reality show. Do you remember that? I was like, uh, I don't know, one of the Orange County. Was that? Uh -huh. I loved that movie. Uh, hang on. Have, have you seen this video? It's from a few years ago. Uh, got it. This is pretty, pretty fantastic. If I can get it to play. The greatest scam of 2020. Okay. Can you characterize everything that the Fed has done this past week as essentially flooding the system with money? Yes, exactly. And there's no end to your ability to do that? There is no end to our ability to do that. Is the Fed just going to print money? That's literally what Congress has told us to do. That's the authority that they've given us to print money and provide liquidity into the financial system. And that's how we do it. We create it electronically, and then we can also print it with the Treasury Department printed so that you can get money out of your ATM. I heard from a bank in our region, a well-to-do customer came in and said, I want to withdraw $600,000 of cash. Now we can supply all the cash that the banks need to meet their customers' 
concerns, but it just speaks to the fear and the uncertainty that is rippling through the economy. To the person who is about to grab their car keys and go to the ATM and take out $3,000, you say what? You don't need to. Your ATM is safe. Your banks are safe. There's enough cash in the financial system, and there is an infinite amount of cash at the Federal Reserve. We will do whatever we need to do to make sure that there's enough cash in the banking system. Will the Federal Reserve ensure that banks have all the cash they need to satisfy whatever withdrawals may be coming. Yes, this is the fundamental reason the Federal Reserve exists. We call it lender of last resort. This is literally why central banks exist. If everybody gets scared at the same time and they demand their money back, that's why the Federal Reserve is here, is to make sure that there's liquidity, that there's money to meet those demands. We will absolutely meet those demands. Yeah, okay, that is fucking classic. Um, and I always did hear these people. I used to know somebody that worked at the Federal Reserve. This was like years ago. And they would always be like, yeah, we're the lender of last resort. And I was like, if every other fucking bank in the world does not want to lend to you, maybe you shouldn't be lending to that person. How about that? <laughs> like, or that institution. I mean, first of all, like, isn't that a fucking red flag? Like, hey, I can't get fucking credit from anywhere else in the world, so I'm coming to you as a last resort. Oh, yeah, sure, take it. What What do we care? We're just running it off the fucking printing press. Yeah, they love to promise liquidity. That that That's such a, they act like that's such a bold and, and brave thing to be doing. Oh, we'll, we'll provide liquidity, absolutely. And he, he openly admitted that, it's all made up and none of it matters. He, he said, yeah, we can go in and just like electronically create all of this, these funds and we can even print it if we need to. It's like, okay, you just, like, you just gave up the game, dude. Like yeah. none of this is, yeah, you said none of this has any value. Well. It's all fucking monopoly money. It's all for, it's, it's all make-believe. Like that's, I mean, that's, that's kind of how I feel about like my paychecks and stuff anyway. Like it's all make-believe. I never actually see it. I get a, I get an electronic statement that tells me how much I made this week. And then magically the numbers in my bank account change. <laughs> like I, it, it's all I fake. Know. It's, it's weird. All when fake. you really start to think about it, it's like this whole system is really bizarre and we all just take it for granted. <laughs> like that this is the way things should be doing. And then if you ever actually buy like um, precious metal, like gold and silver, and you get like a real coin in your hand, um, that there, there's something about that to actually hold like physical, something that's physical and has like tangible um, worth to it. it it's, I, I don't even know how to describe it, but there, there's something to be said for that. And yeah, this, this whole game that they're running here, it's like, why not just fucking credit everybody's account then? Just go for it. I mean, that's modern monetary theory. Like none of these deficits matter because we just owe it to ourselves. Yeah, it's like, who's lying anyway? <laughs> the points are made, or, uh, it's all made up and the points don't matter or whatever. Like it's... Uh, I don't know if you're a fan of Rick and Morty. If you're not, you should absolutely check out Rick and Morty. But no, uh, I only know it because of like a couple memes, I think. Well, and now Justin Roiland's in jail for a, like beating some chick up or something. But anyway, and we won't talk about whether or not the creators of the show were on the Epstein flight list. Uh, the show itself is good. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> there's one episode where uh, where Rick like breaks into the the intergalactic like headquarters and uh and he destroys the entire 
Galactic Empire by changing the just going into their system and changing the value of their currency from one to zero. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> now nothing. Now none of it's worth anything, and the whole thing collapses. Like that's that's kind of where we are. Like with the with with the way the res, the Federal Reserve is printing money and everything. Like we're slowly working our way from one down to closer and closer to zero. Like uh, yeah. Well, and you can just kind of see the fear in these people when they say, oh, like, don't you don't have to go to the ATM. Don't worry. Everything's fine. All your deposits are going to be there and we can provide all the liquidity. It's like, yes, technically they can do that, but that would destroy the value of the dollar. I, I mean, we're talking trillions of dollars that they're just going to run through the printing press. They've guaranteed every bank deposit of the entire country. I mean, even just like 15 years ago, before the, the 2008 financial crisis, the FDIC insurance, which I think is a horrible idea that we should never fucking have in the first place, they were guaranteeing $100,000, up to 100000 of every deposit would be guaranteed, uh, insured by the FDIC. And then with the 2008 financial crisis, they just changed that to 250,000 because that clearly, you know, that was a, a big financial crisis and we had to take extraordinary measures. And then this time they're just like, oh, fuck that. We're not even going to put in a limit. We'll just guarantee everything indefinitely. Don't worry about it. That should tell you everything you need to fucking know, that they're not even going to bother putting in like a different limit. It's like the debt ceiling when they would just suspend it altogether. It's like, all right, should we go from like 18 trillion to 20 trillion? Like, no, no, let's just suspend it altogether for the foreseeable future. We have no idea how much debt we need to take on. And you can just listen to them try to fucking uh, persuade you. Try to alleviate all of your fears. Oh, you don't need to go run to the ATM. Your deposit, you'll be able to get money whenever you want. Yeah. Will that money buy anything is the real fucking question. And if they're going to guarantee every single bank account in the entire fucking country from uh, one penny to, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, there's no fucking way that your money's going to be worth anything. It's like Zimbabwe is the perfect example where you know a cup. Yeah. Everybody was a everybody was a millionaire, but a cup of coffee costs five hundred thousand dollars. So what's exactly. your yeah, what good yeah. Is your Teacher, teachers made like eight million dollars a year or something. It was like crazy. Yeah, and I mean I always talk about this, but it's like just think about it. Take one step back. You don't have to be a financial guru. You don't have to be good at math. You just have to have a couple of like common sense brain cells rattling around in your head. If that was the way an economy worked, it would be easy. There would be no poverty. There'd be no homeless people. There'd be no like crime or anything because you could just create a couple fucking numbers on a spreadsheet or on a computer, hit a couple buttons and you're a fucking millionaire. And now you can buy anything you want. So why, why would there be homeless people? Why would there be poor people? If we could just do that, if we just had to give them pieces of paper with numbers written on them, it's like, oh, well, because you have to be able to fucking produce things first, <laughs> then you can use that money to sort of divvy up all the things that have been produced. But until you have production, uh, you don't have anything. If we were all just alone on a desert island and some, you know, Ben Bernanke flew by in a helicopter and dumped a trillion dollars in cash on us, that's not really going to help. I mean, maybe we could start a fire with it. Uh, you could fucking wipe your ass with a couple hundred dollar bills. But other than that, 
uh, that money is no good. It's like Gilligan's Island. Remember the the Howells had all this money, <laughs> but like it it wasn't worth anything because there was right. nothing on the island. There was nothing being produced. Right. It's like all the money in the world is completely valueless if there's not something to buy. If there's not something like for that, for that. If there's nobody who believes in it, like I mean, this is yeah, fucking. Too. It's fucking magic. Like. It's it's held up by hopes and dreams and and belief. It's uh, it is the ultimate religion. <laughs> yeah, fiat, fiat currency definitely is because it has no intrinsic value, and that that's the thing. Like throughout history, money was like a bunch of different things. They paid Roman soldiers in salt. So it's like okay, well, um, if you dump a bunch of salt on the island, like at least I could. If I killed a boar or something, I could preserve the meat and salt. I could season my like weird stew that I'm making. Like it has value other than me just like giving it to somebody else. It, you know what I mean? The, what did the Indians use? The, the feather Indians, uh, wampum, the, the shells. That was their currency. So like even if you couldn't, you know, exchange it for something else, like you could still make a necklace out of it or whatever. <laughs> like I don't, it, it has to have some some other um value some other function other than a medium of exchange so that's why and we need to get back problem. to the that's why we got to get back to the barter system like i'll i'll give you <laughs> eggs and goat milk and you'll give me whatever it is that i'm needing in exchange no dude barter is such a pain in the ass I, i've been trying to sell off furniture here for like the last two weeks and it dude I would never want to have to find somebody that had something that I wanted in exchange for like a nightstand. <laughs> you know, it's just like, no, money was a great invention until the government fucking perverted it and took away all of its value. Um, it, it's, I don't want to have to find like a fucking uh, somebody with eggs that also needs a mattress. <laughs> and like, and then you go through like the six degrees of Kevin Bacon thing where it's like, all right, well, this guy doesn't need a mattress, but he needs a table. And I have a, and the, the table guy needs a mattress and the I need something that the table guy has. Like it's a whore, like it's just like a really inefficient system. So that's why you have swap meets and uh, and local market like farmers markets. Then everybody who's got all of the things can come together and figure out who's got the things that they need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. flea markets and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh man. But so in that sense, money was like a great invention. It, it really helps facilitate um, the economy. But when you have a, a government that can just create it out of thin air for whatever uh, political purpose they're looking for, to enrich themselves, to get uh, political points, when you can just with a couple keystrokes, I mean, that's even easier than printing the, you don't even have to have like the dye and the paper and the printing press and all that stuff. You can just stroke a couple keys and and put a bunch of you know a bunch of money into J.P. Morgan's account. It's crazy. Of course, that's not going to be worth anything. It's too easy. Anyway, what are you doing over there? Fighting with YouTube. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is Do we like, get our channel back? <laughs> this is like a weekly thing. Uh, the morning show. We got a uh, we got a strike and got a suspension on March 9th <clears throat> for a week suspension. Okay, like I get it. I don't think we did we did anything wrong, but whatever. Um, I'll accept it. I, I know how to play the game, and so like I've I've spaced the strikes out where we never have more than one on 
on the account. Anyway, yeah, I'm uh, glad I could be the guinea pig for that. By the way, well, I learned I learned some valuable lessons with with your channel, yeah. and and yeah, also they and also you're they welcome. completely fucked you over. Like that was some bullshit the way that happened, but <laughs> but nonetheless. Uh, so I got got a suspension on September 9th, or not uh, March 9th, uh, a one week suspension. So today I went to set up the stream for the show this morning, and it said I was still suspended. I was like, um, the ninth was eight days ago, so no, I, I know how to count. Contrary more to than five fingers, though, I, they were counting on your head. I, I got both both hands are fully. Uh, I have not lost. You haven't fingers. blown off any fingers in a firework accident I, yet. I have not blown off any fingers in a firework accident <laughs> yet. So I've still got all ten. So you know I can count up to seven. And uh, <laughs> it it said I was still suspended. So I pulled it up, and it said that I still have seven days left on my seven day suspension. Like um, that started eight days ago. That's a common core math. Yeah, it's something like that. So I'm I'm currently uh, fighting with with YouTube there, they said, uh, after the week suspension, your privileges are fully restored, but the strike stays on your channel for 90 days. I'm like, yeah, no shit. I know how this works, but you didn't actually restore my account after the seven days. You piece of fucking shit. <laughs> Read the, uh, it's gotta be a bot. I hate YouTube so much. I'm, I'm borderline getting ready to just take, like I've already stopped using YouTube for my own stuff. And and I'm about to take the morning show off of there too. Like I'm, I'm just about completely fucking fed up and done with YouTube entirely. Like, I, I'm. So many people have their content on there. We do have the the Alex Jones interview. We should probably uh, transition into that. Oh, he was doing the the Tim Dillon show. This was uh like last week. I, I have a, a couple of. I just wrote down the minutes of where I want you to pull up the clips. Oh, it's okay. called, uh, oh shit. Um, what was the name of the video? Something in Texas, something in Texas. Springtime in Texas. Springtime in Texas. Yeah. Pull that up and get to the seven minute mark. I thought this, this first, uh, set at seven minutes was pretty funny just because uh, to set this up, Alex Jones is always talking about having the documents for whatever, you know, whatever he's ranting about. He's like, I got the documents. I'll show you the documents. They actually had a, a document camera like hovering above him. I'd never seen that before. And so they zoom in on these documents and it's just like it was cracking me up. He's talking about January 6th, by the way. Again, accidentally handed over stuff they wanted to cover up. Yeah. And it was them ordering, you know, like these potheads to attack Whitmer. And they were like, oh, I don't want to. Oh, can I have money for a Big Mac? Right. Can I have a, can I have a dime bag of weed? It's, it's, right. in, the, it's in the recordings. Right. right. And they never attacked the lady. Yeah. So the first group got off. But the second time the judge covered it up, they all got convicted. So the point is the, fit, the same group that led the attack on Whitmer that never happened were intimately involved. The same unit of the fbi in january 6th that's not coming i mean look at this document. These, these are documents that are now being they are national security uh are they classified are they just today the judge is declaring them classified uh but this is the federal filing so i won't show the classified documents i'll show the federal filing in here uh that's uh, now been put up by uh, a bunch of even mainstream journalists like julie kelly 
Uh, it says right here, edit out, they were present, that the feds were there leading the group. And then it describes in one line uh, here, and, and I guess the crew could probably pull this up, where they say, here it is, Miller's communications with another agent who states the agent's FBI boss assigned to 338 items of evidence I had to destroy. Why would they want to do that? Destroying evidence is a felony. Why would they want to destroy the evidence? Wouldn't they want more evidence? Well, because they were leading it. Of course, yeah. Well, and that's why they're trying to block Tucker releasing the raw footage. And on Tuesday... And you see these videos of people opening okay. doors, allowing ahead. people... Because we kind of... They're going to get into like the, the stuff that we, you know, talked about with the Tucker footage. But I don't know. I thought that was hilarious. I've never seen a, a document footage cam before. Does he do that? On, I don't re regularly watch uh, Infowars, but I don't think he does that. Right. Does he have the overhead camera to show you the documents that look super official, by the way, <laughs> not just typed up in Microsoft Word? Might be. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't watch a lot of Infowars. I watch clips and stuff of of uh spicy things but i don't i don't watch like the show itself yeah uh the other at 1709er this is where he gives his uh his recount of the day of january 6th and it is uh, he's just fucking hilarious first of all but then so his whole thing was that he has video apparently they kept teasing this throughout this episode of him telling protesters to not storm the capitol and of course, if you guys remember the all the January 6th stuff, like they kept showing him this weird vehicle, right? Like with a megaphone, like rolling around, and they were saying he was inciting violence and everything. I, I don't I don't have that clip uh queued up, but let's let's listen to his recount of the day because it's pretty wonderful. I can tell you the informants are, but here's what they said, and then it's an edited thing the informant said. Right. When you're there. Are you feeling a vibe that something's off? Something's getting away from you? I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. let me recount that morning. Yeah. I mean, I'll just give you a straight up recount. <clears throat> I get up at 7 a.m. hungover in a suite at the Willard Hotel. I've been doing interviews the whole night before. We order breakfast. We drink coffee. I have sex with my wife. And uh, I say, I got a hangover. L let's order a bottle of whiskey. So we get like a small bottle of whiskey. We drink it with coffee. My wife goes, I just want to stay here. I don't want to go to this. I'm exhausted. I say, no, baby, let's go. So we walk outside the willow. That's right with the ellipse. And it literally takes us an hour and a half with like 15 security, to, like at a mosh pit to battle through these crowds and get the so-called VIP lane to go in. Because there's a million people outside and 40,000. So there's actually a million people at this event. It, it, the whole... The ellipse, the monument, it's just right. all, but only 40,000 can get in the actual cordon off part with Secret Service where Trump's speaking. So it's all surrounded people who can't get in. We have to fight through all that, get in. I'm sitting here going, damn, that whiskey's wearing off. And, I, and, and, and so we finally get through, like a mosh pit. I'm exhausted. My wife's like, I want to go home. I don't like yeah. this. Roger Stone's calling me saying, I don't like this. I can get to the crowd. I'm going home, blah, blah, blah. It's a clusterfuck. And I sit down for like three hours of Republicans giving boring speeches. And my wife's like, my feet are freezing off. Honey, let's just go back to the hotel and take a hot bath. Uh, and, I, and her instincts, like, I have a bad feeling. She literally says, let me just, let's go back to the hotel and suck a dick. Let's just, I'm being honest. I mean, humble, this is the <laughs> conversations yeah. they're having. She goes, baby, let's just go eat food. Which would have in hindsight been the better plan. I, 
no, I mean, she actually said this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's never women's instincts. Like, yeah, I don't like this. I don't like this. I want to go. I don't want to go to the Capitol. And I'm like, baby, shut up. And finally, Trump <laughs> comes out. We're watching all the Republicans peacock behind the stage. We're in the front row. All this stuff's going on. And then the Secret Service, these people, these feds come over, they go, Mr. Jones, Trump wants you to lead the march. 30 minutes before he's done, we will open the gate. You will go out to Pennsylvania Avenue and lead the march. And I'm sitting there, and I'm already watching crowds that are tired of sitting around yes, hearing Trump's speech, right. led by Antifa, led by the feds, led his, by his all this. They must give, They're like, already- the worst blowjob ever. <laughs> like, how great of a fucking deal is that? Let's just go home. I'll suck your dick. Ah, baby, shut up. <laughs> like, wait, wait, what? You're going to go... By the way, women do have really good instincts in the in this regard. Um, I, I know I, I make fun of women a lot for like parallel parking and things like that. But when it comes to instincts of like things being off or things being wrong, they're usually like pretty on the money with that. Um, and the fact that she was like willing to just like suck his dick to get out of this crowd. <laughs> it's like shows you how fucking desperate she is. Should have listened to her. Let's go back to the hotel. I'll suck your dick. We'll take a bath, order some food. That sounds relax. like a wonderful day. Why would Man. you like? Why would anybody want to go to like some fucking protest and be in like a crowd? Even if you really believed in the, I guess I'm just like way too easily influenced. A room service, a bottle of whiskey, and a blowjob. I'm calling it a fucking day. <laughs> I mean, you mean my options are that or stand outside with a million people and be crowded and uncomfortable and and listen awful. to boring Republican speeches. Yeah, man, that sounds like a whole lot of fuck that. Unbelievable, man. And then he yeah, he turns that just shut the fuck up. <laughs> How miserable must she have been to offer that up too? do you, do you think he's got the uh, <clears throat> the Trump thing where where it's Trump going shut up? Silly woman. You think he's just got that like queued up on his phone? So anytime she gets starts getting a little uppity, he just plays that for. Oh man, that would be hilarious if he did, but I doubt it. <laughs> but man, this guy is this guy's a legend. This guy's a legend. I woke up hungover, ordered a bottle of whiskey, some coffee, <laughs> then hit the protest. Wife offered me a blowjob. I turned it down. <laughs> it would make sense. If this thing is being staged by the feds, which it definitely appears as though it was, that they would want Alex Jones leading the charge because yeah. like he is he's like public he's enemy number boy. one for them. He's he's the guy that like uh him and James O'Keefe are like the ones who just expose everything that they do. And yeah, he kind of gets uh he kind of gets the the classification of being a you know a, a nut job because of because he does go off on you know the gay frogs and the lizard people and all that, that kind of stuff but at the same time like he exposes a lot of the truth of what's going on with that stuff so it would make sense that that they would try to put him out front i guess i mean i guess that's why they had to end up um taking him to court over the the sandy hook stuff because they they didn't get their they didn't get their way and get to like pin him as being one of the orchestrators of an insurrection yeah. It, well, it's unbelievable that he couldn't see through this. He thought like, I mean, he's like the number one guy. Be like, oh, you know, this is a false flag. This is a conspiracy theory. Like, don't don't get involved. And his big his big thing is like, yeah, I was there, but I was telling everybody to to not go in. 
And I was like, why would you even be there? Did you have to be smarter than this? You know that you're a fucking, uh, you know, you're like a lightning rod for the, the corporate press. Even if you were just there saying, you know, don't like, I hate Donald Trump. Don't do this. I love Congress. <laughs> like they would find a clip of you not saying that. And they would play it and be like, Alex Jones is leading a bunch of fucking crazy degenerates to the Capitol to overthrow democracy. Of course, that's what they're going to do. How could you not know that? And how could you be so stupid to go there in spite of all the, you know, all the hurdles to, to, to go and turning down blowjobs left and right? Just doesn't make any sense. So I've heard interviews from like a bunch of other people who were there, which, you know, not Alex Jones types and. And there were sincerely just a whole bunch of people that were like there because they thought it was just going to be like a political rally. Like they, yeah. nobody was, nobody was actually there thinking we're going to storm the Capitol. It, like, when the doors were open for them and the you know the the uh, the barricades were pulled back, it was like you could tell they were all just like completely in shock. They didn't know what, to, nobody had a plan for that. Nobody, nobody thought they were getting in. They were just going to go stand outside and yell and, and be assholes about it. Yeah. And the footage kind of bears that out. Like they were just like, um, very confused. Even when they were in there, they were just kind of walking around being like, Oh, what am I, what do I do now? Like what, this is cool. Like I get to see this building, but they, they clearly didn't have a plan. It was obvious uh, from the footage, which is why I think uh, a lot of people didn't want Tucker releasing that stuff. But yeah, you got to be, you would think that Alex Jones of all people would be smart enough not to take the bait for this. And, and now he's like, well, yeah, I have video that proves this. And I don't know, I guess we could keep playing if, if you want to hear more of his uh, recount from that day, but you got to be smarter than that. It doesn't matter what video, what footage you have, you can't, like post any of it on YouTube or on Facebook. Like he's banned from all of these things. So like, how are you going to get your story out there? Even if you do have all this footage of you being this upstanding citizen, they're going to take a clip out of context. They're the corporate press. That's what they do. And he should know that better than anybody. Well, I mean, that's why I was so, uh, that's why I was so insulting to, to the corporate press that Tucker would share the videos and stuff that he did because you know, like I, like I've said probably a dozen times, like I was actually watching it when it was going on and watching the live streams of it. And like for anybody who was paying attention, you could see what it was. But the average American, like how many people were actually watching those streams out of 330 some odd million Americans, maybe a couple million. And, you know, that's that, that's yeah. really a drop in and the bucket. You like see, that's in Yeah, you see like a 15 second clip that somebody you follow posts on Twitter. And if you're following them, then they have an agenda and you're going to get their like their um, cherry picked clip of 15 seconds. And so, yeah. Yeah. That's so, and so then the, you know, the vast majority, probably 150, 200 million Americans never see any of that footage. And if Tucker Carlson doesn't like put it out on Fox News, they still would never see it. And a lot of them still will never see it because they don't it's want Fox to. News. Yeah. The, the Fox News is propaganda. <laughs> Just insane. Uh, like, that's the insane thing is that there are people who it's not that they don't believe 
that there's a truth out there. It's that they don't even want to know it. That yeah. They have no interest in the truth. That's that's inconvenient. That's yeah. like that yeah. would make them actually have to turn their fucking brain on for once in their life. Yeah, yeah, it's like they're afraid of it. I mean, if the the situation was reversed and like Rachel Maddow had, she's like, I have the footage, I have the documents. Like tonight at eight o'clock, tune in. I would watch it to see what she had. And of course, they never have anything. But um, to just be like, oh well, that's Rachel Maddow. It's complete bullshit. And just write it off without actually seeing what they have to present. Like, let them present it first and then decide if it's complete bullshit. Well, that's like, we're going off on a different tangent, but like, what is, I don't understand that side for the, for the intellectual left who claims that anybody who's not on their side of things is some sort of uh, degenerate moron that's, uh, you know, backwoods, hillbilly uneducated. Yeah, yeah. Hillbilly redneck. On his fingers. Days of the yeah. week. Um, <laughs> for for all of that narrative, they don't read anything. They don't actually they don't actually research anything. They don't look at uh, opposing opinions on anything. Like I've got fucking subscriptions to New York Times, Washington Post, The Atlantic, and Time Magazine. Like I am I am reading all of the things that they have to say about everything that's going on in the world because I want to know what they think. I want to know what their opinion is, and I want to know what evidence they're bringing as to back their case and so far you've been thoroughly unconvinced (laughs) it's man yeah it's it's if that was the only thing that you ever got was just that and you believe and you went into it believing that it's true like not not even considering that this might potentially be uh a lie or you know a mischaracterization of what's going on in the world, you would probably be batshit fucking crazy. So like, it makes sense. Like if you're, if you're going into it objectively and looking at it, I mean, I guess not everybody's wired that way, but you know, I look at everything as, is this true? Is this real? Even the stuff that like supports what I believe, I still, I still go into all of it, looking at it, thinking, is this true? Is this legit? Like, uh, you know, question everything until, until you finally get to the root of uh, what the truth is. And it's like people are just lazy and worthless. Like nobody wants to actually ask hard questions or learn anything about like what's really going on in the world. And it's, it's a shame. It's a fucking shame. Yep. It certainly is. All of this, uh, all of this brain power wasted on a species that's too lazy to utilize. Yeah, and it's just it's so easy to find information now. Like we have the entire world at our fingertips. We have more information available to us than ever before, and nobody's interested in it. It's just like, yeah, now I'm gonna watch like a little TikTok video, like eight seconds is about all I can handle, and and then I, that's where I'm gonna get my talking point, and I'm just gonna repeat that over and over and over again like an NPC. And that makes me feel good. I get some like cheap uh, virtue signaling points out of it. I change my little um, emoji thing to the Ukrainian flag and uh, everything's great. I'm a wonderful person. I'm on the right side of history. And yeah, Uh, these these people should be just fucking embarrassed. Absolutely embarrassed. I I, I don't know, man. I couldn't imagine going through life like that. (laughs) Well, and they always use that right side of history. Like, 
history is written by the victor. So what's the right side? Yeah. I mean, if you go, not, not saying that uh, the Nazis were right or anything, but if you look at where they came from and what the founding was and like what was actually going on behind that movement before they got to the point of like uh, actual Holocaust, stuff like that, like it didn't just like spring up out of nowhere. It wasn't just some like, uh, totalitarian like movement it was rooted in there were a lot of really fucked up things in their society and it was a corrective action towards those things and like but you know none of that ever gets talked about because whoever you know you you would be on the wrong side of history if you believe that the not that yeah. the uh, the nazi movement was actually a, a thing that was done to for the betterment of society at the time right yeah there's no room for nuance uh, when Nazis are involved or nuance when anything is involved, really. It's just like whatever the bumper sticker, the approved bumper sticker is, that's what you have to say. And you can't, you can't straight like Twitter gives you what, like 120 or did they expand it? 120 characters or something. 240. It's a 240 now. 240. Okay. Yeah. It's got to be less than that. And that's the approved opinion. And you can't fucking elaborate on anything or you're, uh, yeah, you're, you love Hitler. So anyway, uh, what, what else did I, I send you a couple other things. We gotta, we gotta wrap pretty soon. So let's, let's end on some lighter notes. I know I sent you two funny things. Do you want the, uh, be funny. Uh, which one do you want? Do you want the, um, Jim Cramer or do you want the, the vaginal plastic? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, we probably should have played the Jim Cramer earlier, so let's go. Uh, wait, did I sent you an article on por did I send you the Pornhub thing? No, <laughs> ah, damn it, I thought I did. No, All I right. would have had that, I would have had that one queued up early in the show. Yeah, okay, well, let's just do the vaginoplasty then. Let's figure out what's going on here. It's cheaper in Mexico, supposedly. Penile inversion vaginoplasty is the full name of vaginoplasty. In this procedure, the surgical team is creating the outer and the inner vagina. The reason it's called penile inversion vaginoplasty because we use the penile skin and the scrotal skin in order to uh, reconstruct the vagina. By doing so, we... Um... Hold, hold up. He said reconstruct. Aren't you just constructing? Like, um, that's weird wording anyway yes it's not like the vagina collapsed and we're reconstructing it <laughs> right it there didn't was like, no pussy there <laughs> it didn't like fall out and turn into a dick like it's what i don't think so that would have been a really rough birth <laughs> they come out of your mother's womb they're like it's a girl and you're yeah. a boy <laughs> but a boy. don't worry we can reconstruct it <laughs> i don't i don't Right. Again, wait, just uh, for the record, this is Boston Children's Hospital. They were making news um, a couple months ago. I think we played a clip from them about uh, some other surgery that they were promoting. So they have all these weird clips. Yeah, this uh, is and this is Children's Hospital. Yeah, they've got this, and then the uh, the one that they were talking about uh, a couple months ago or a month or so ago when they were getting like bomb threats and stuff was the uh, the doing mastectomies, doing the top surgeries on girls, like removing yeah. boobs break it down to all of its components and we use uh, some of the tissue to reconstruct things the way they were supposed to be for that patient <laughs> they were supposed to be 
Is that oh. the way they were supposed to be? Yeah. So this is. So this is like fully playing into the like the gender dysphoria thing that like I was born a woman and I just was born a woman with male genitalia and so so yes. like they're they're really playing into the the mental illness of that and like it's it's reconstructing the vagina the way it was supposed to be supposed to when be. you were accidentally born with a uh, twig and giggleberries. Yeah, yeah, and I guarantee like I've never seen one of these thing thingamajigs reconstructed but i guarantee you that's not how it was supposed to be <laughs> it was <laughs> even if uh some wires got crossed and you were supposed to be a woman whatever you have down there now is not what it was supposed to be and nobody wants that I i'm sorry there's not a fucking man a straight man on the face of the earth that wants whatever the fuck you got going on down there it's like oh yeah like i was I just uh, I got this surgery, so now I have this weird dick pussy thing. Absolutely not, dude. I, I don't even know what to say except that there's no way anybody's attracted to whatever that is. I mean, I may be wrong. Straight, any straight person, maybe if I was a, a fellow transitioner or whatever you're supposed to call them, then, you can, then you can just list, uh, scissor him. Don't have to worry about the functionality of it all. Yeah, but dude, who's like, oh yeah, like I can't wait to like take off uh, this thing's pants and get get into this inverted dick, penis, penile ver vagina thing that got gone. Like what? Did you see? There's there have been an, a lot of. Uh, I don't I don't know if I want to say a lot, but there have been a number of posts um, where it's like people find these people who have transitioned. And they're talking about like the horrible experience they have afterwards, like literally years afterwards. And they still have to like um, basically stuff something up in there to keep it from closing back up because effectively it's an open wound. And it's like it tries to the body is trying to heal because that's yeah, not dude, natural. Just, so like ugh. they have to like stick something up in there to keep it open so that it doesn't like heal and close back up. <laughs> like, an, like an ear piercing. <laughs> There was there's been a bunch of them that talk about like how they don't have any sensation down there. Like it might. Of course it, not. Yeah, dude. What? How could you? How could you? You've been mutilated. Makes sex unenjoyable because now they don't have any. Like there's no feeling. Uh, like all kinds of crazy. Like. Yeah, dude. It's I can't believe that we ha like. This is this is where the conversation has gone in a, in like maybe 10 years or something, which is just insane to me. Boston Children's Hospital, by the way. So you bring your your, your you know, your, your little nine year old boy in there and you're like, yeah, he he thinks he's like fucking princess, whoever. Uh, take chop off his dick, invert it, take a lot of the tissue and make the way it's supposed to be. And his uh, retarded fantasy world that we propagandized him to believe in. Well, it's all the parents' fault. Like, a good parent would. Of course. Of course. Like, dude, we've been having kids for thousands of years. This has never come up until now. Until now. Well, where was that? Uh, oh, I had the video earlier, and now I lost it. It was, uh, like, the uh, lieutenant governor of Michigan saying that, like, as a good parent, it's your job to, like, effectively 
play into indulge, all of yeah, your, indulge, indulge your, kids, your, like, like, your psychotic uh, fantasies. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's like, no, the that's... exact opposite of parenting. And yeah, I don't have any kids, but I probably should have kids now. I got to balance out the fucking scales in this country. These parents are fucking terrible. You're not supposed to just let your kid decide everything. <laughs> if you did, they'd just be eating like fucking ice cream and candy every day. Right. Like, it's your job to be the authority figure in their life, to give them structure and boundaries and like raise them up to be a good kid, not or to be a good adult, not not just cater to whatever random insane bullshit that they want. I, like, yeah. I, I'm I. I'm admittedly a semi-abusive parent. I hip-check my kids into walls. I tell them no all the time. Um, I call my son fat regularly. If he would, you know, I mean, if he would get in shape, then we wouldn't be having this conversation. But he's like, that's, <laughs> he's like, that's mean. I'm like, it's true. Do something about it. Like, I openly admit that I'm not, you know, like parent of the year on any level. But my kids come home from school and they tell me about, like all of this insane bullshit and how they call their teachers out on the insane bullshit. They call their classmates out on the insane bullshit. They, uh, they, <laughs> my daughter said that, uh, they've got, like, there's a bunch of kids at school who are what she calls fake trans. Uh, they, she says they're not, they're not actually trans. They just do it for attention. Like that's, they, they all call themselves by a different name and, and act real fruity yeah. and, but it's all well, you get, there's all a bunch itself. of benefits to it now. So yeah. yeah, of course these kids that feel like they're being ignored or marginalized or something are going to cling to that. And if, and then if they go and see a doctor or something and the doctor is like, yes, absolutely. This is the, this is what you should like. This is the way it's supposed to be. Let's just make you the way it was supposed to be. I mean, that is fucking criminal dude. And I don't care how many channels they kick me off of. They can silent. They can do. They can Alex Jones me. I don't give a shit. I'm never fucking going out in favor of gender mutilization. It's just not going to happen, especially on fucking kids. If you're like a 25 year old and you're still feeling like uh, whatever you have down there is not the way it's supposed to be, have fun with whatever the fuck you end up with, because whatever that is, nobody wants it. I guarantee you. And that should be the pitch. Nobody is going to want whatever the fuck that is down there. Why is it that why is it that so many it's so many men transitioning to be women? Like if the patriarchy is really such a big deal and and, you know, like men, white men ruling the world is really such a like problematic thing. Why aren't more women just transitioning over to be men and then just capture all of that like i got in an argument with a tranny one time who uh who was telling me about my my male privilege and and my whiteness and all of this stuff and and i was like hold up you're you're a male to female transitioned lesbian it's like so you were a straight guy and now you're a lesbian woman is like you had all of the privilege of being a white male and the patriarchy and you voluntarily gave it up you're a fucking idiot and then no, i got he's a hero he's a hero or she's a hero or whatever they are is a hero because they voluntarily gave it up justin like don't tell me about my male privilege when you had all of that privilege and you voluntarily threw it aside like it, beautiful women have the most privilege ever it's a great like uh, 
Seinfeld episode, George Costanza. Beautiful women. You never see them lift anything over five pounds. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I mean, you could have a, a, a room full of fucking billionaires, right? Uh, Bill Gates and fucking Jeff Bezos. All these guys are in there, uh, you know, and some like hot fucking 22-year-old piece of ass comes in there. And she's immediately the fucking center. Like she's got all the fucking power in there. All these guys want to fucking talk to her. She's got all the power. Yeah. Yeah. No, nobody cares a bunch of about a bunch of old bald dude, balding dudes. Whenever the hot chick walks in the room. No, the, the, the only reason they made billions of dollars was to get the hot 22 year old chick. Like that's why we do it. Most of the reason why. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I guarantee you there is no fucking uh, no guy out there. It's like I need to make billions of dollars so that I can have sex with a penile inverted vagina thing. <laughs> that's not happening. That's not motivating anybody to to be successful. The the real pussy, absolutely. But uh, yeah, no. That whatever the fuck is going on there. That's right. You can have your jawline. You the viewing room, huh? You can have your jawline shaved down, and you can have your shoulders shaved, and whatever you want to do. But at the end of the day, yeah, that thing Adam's is apple. <laughs> yeah, they they shave all that stuff down. But at the end of the day, it's it's still just a, an unnatural hole. Yeah, that might close up at any time. Imagine if he got stuck in there. What do they have? Uh, like the viewing, like the overhead viewing thing when they're doing these surgeries? Are people like actively watching this? God, I hope not. That'd another be- great, another great Seinfeld episode. Drop a junior mint in there. Keep a minty fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't want a junior mint? All right, I think we should probably wrap. <laughs> we should probably wrap on that because uh, uh, so apparently it has a uh, from other uh, videos from people who have transitioned. It has a very uh, colony smell. Smell. I mean, yeah. Well, it's it's all it's very close to the colon. I, yeah, I don't know, dude. This whole thing is disgusting and just horrifying. I can't believe anybody would go through this. Voluntarily I, at that, like, right? Yeah, the, yeah. This would be a great paying, way to torture people. You're paying at somebody to do this to you. What the fuck? Yeah, I'm sure it's it's probably pretty expensive, and it's not going to make you happy. It's not like whatever your issue is. It has nothing to do with some physical attribute. It runs deeper than that, and the fact that they will just write that off uh, and some ridiculous um i don't know movement or whatever you want to call this thing and because you're afraid you're gonna get like canceled or something so yeah i'll just chop this guy's fucking dick off because i don't want bad press Ugh, these people are fucking despicable man it is criminal what they're doing to to kids and they and these commercials that they have for it in boston children's hospital fucking boston man Ugh. Get out of cities. Get out. Yeah. Of out of cities, out of government schools, and um, maybe we'll get some semblance of of normalcy back. But God damn, dude, I, I can't believe that it's controversial to be against this. I really can't. 
and, and it happened so fast. I, I, 10 years ago, this was not really a thing, right? Or maybe, well, maybe it was 15 now. 15, it definitely wasn't a thing. I don't think we have that clip pulled up because we got to wrap pretty soon, but of Joe Biden, he, he got asked about like trannies or something the other day in some interview. And then he was telling like some completely made up story about him and his dad, like watching some gay guys kiss back in like 1950. <laughs> yeah, dude. Did you see this? <laughs> oh my God. Somebody. Yeah. Maybe you can pull this clip up. Maybe we can get out of here on this, but he's, uh, he's doing some interview and this is like within two or three days. And the, the guy's like, yeah, like, uh, blah, 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 LGBTQ. Like, um, what do you, what are your thoughts on the, you know, the, um, transvestite community or whatever, whatever the fuck you're supposed to call them, dude. I don't even know anymore, but the transitioning community, the, whatever these people are. And he's like, well, it's real simple. Like I had, uh, and I'm not, I'm not kidding. I'm serious. <laughs> that's as soon as he said i'm not kidding you know that that story is complete bullshit <laughs> he's just like i was walking around with my dad and these two guys started kissing my dad explained to me that it's real simple <laughs> that they just love each other oh, hang man. on i think i got it all right yeah cue it up i was scrambling for this one it's gonna play an ad i'm sure because yeah allowance pro tip I hope they juxtapose it to um, when he was in, you know, he was being interviewed like 30 years ago, and he was talking about how marriage is between a man and a woman. For a limited time, Comcast More Business is introducing God small damn. business savings. Call now to get powerful internet for just $39 a month, no contract, and a money-back guarantee. It is. Call to save. Comcast Business, powering possibilities going on that the country's hungry to move i think and i'm confident we can do it i wanted to i wanted to ask you a slightly different question so um my partner josh and i have been engaged for the last five years which really only means that every auntie and uncle that i have is beyond disappointed that they're who more is gay but, what the fuck I, uh, but yeah, Cardi dude, B is going to marry us apparently officiate i only listened to the audio of this i didn't i had no idea kumar was gay uh, I didn't either. No, he went into. The, he was a part of the Obama administration, and he came out a fucking fruitcake. He had been a completely normal dude prior to that, and then he joined the Obama administration, and they just totally fucked him up. <laughs> yeah, that's funny because I had no idea that it was uh, Kumar, or or the. Uh, he was also in a bunch of House episodes, but yeah, I just heard the audio of it. Okay. Go ahead and roll wedding, it. Which would, which would be nice. But my, my question for you, Mr. President, is you codified uh, support for same-sex marriage and interracial marriages like, like ours. I'm curious what your evolution was like on marriage equality and what the federal government might be able to do to protect LGBTQ Americans, especially trans kids who are dealing with all these regressive state laws that are popping up right now. Yeah. I can remember exactly where my uh, epiphany was. Okay. I hadn't thought much about it, to tell you uh -huh. the truth. And I was, a, I was a senior in high school. And my dad was dropping me off. I remember about to get out of the car, and I looked to my right, and two well-dressed men in suits kissed each other. I mean, they gave each other a kiss. And then one went, looked like he was heading to the DuPont building, and one looked like he headed to the 
Hercules Corporation building. And I'll never forget, I turned and looked at my dad. He said, Joey, it's simple. They love each other. It's simple. No, I'm not joking. It's simple. They love each other. And it's never been, it's, it's, it's never been, it's just that simple. It doesn't matter whether it's, whether it's same sex or a heterosexual couple. You should be able to be married. What is the problem? So listen to your auntie and your uncle. Get married. Yeah, so if you were to rewind that tape about uh, 15 or so years, you'll hear him lambasting another um, reporter for asking him about gay marriage. And he's like, this is simple. We had the Gay Marriage Act. It's between a man and a woman. And I don't know, there's something just hilarious about asking like a 90-year-old man about, about like trans, uh, transgender kids that are getting the Boston uh, penile inversion surgery. Like he has any idea like what this is going. And what school is between those two build? What buildings did he say? DuPont and some, is there an actual school in between those? It'd be interesting to see that because that there's no way that that story is true. There's there's a there's a Washington Post article that goes into the three reasons why you should be questioning this story and because <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not true. Like this is the fucking Washington Post is is it because article. he mentioned like two corporate buildings and there's just like this high school in between <laughs> Dupont right, when, and something else <laughs> when when Wapo is questioning the reality of this story. I mean you you done fucked up. Like it, it, the only the only way it could be worse if is, is if CNN came out and said, "Yeah, it doesn't really sound like something that might have actually happened." But I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. This is what happened. I'm sorry. Dad dropped me off at school. These guys are making out, and he said they love each other. But, all right, now look at this. Tell me, there's no way these are the same guy, right? Like this is 2006 Biden. Whenever he was on Meet the Press and said that. Uh, Oh yeah, let's hear that. Yeah, play that. I'll play it. Yeah, I haven't. haven't, uh, President used his radio address uh, yesterday and tomorrow in the Rose Garden to talk about a constitutional amendment to ban gay marriage. You know, think about this: the world's going to Hades in a handbasket. We are desperately concerned about the circumstance relating to. avian flu. We don't have enough vaccines. We don't have enough police officers. And we're going to debate the next three weeks, I'm told, gay marriage, a flag amendment, and God only knows what else. I can't believe the American people can't see through this. We already have a law, the Defense of Marriage Act, where we've all voted, not where I voted and others said, look, marriage is between a man and a woman, and states must respect that. Nobody's violated that law. There's been no challenge to that law. Why do we need a constitutional amendment? Marriage is between a man and a woman. What's the game going on here? Now, I'm no expert, but he looks like he's a little older than high school. In that clip. Just a little bit. Just a tad. Could you imagine if he if he to that the list of things that he was um, rattling off there? He's like, like uh, gay marriage, <laughs> penile inversion therapy, <laughs> and God only knows what else. Look how far we've come since 2006. What? 
And look at these two guys. Is this the? Is this really the same guy? Like, here he is now. I I get it. It's like whatever, fifteen years later. But his nose looks different. I mean, you can get a nose job. His ears look different too, though. I've seen other stuff with his ears where it like looks completely different. His chin, his like the shape of his mouth is uh, like his hairline has changed. Like, like I get it. Like, you know, people have receding hairlines and stuff like that. But like, it's his his entire hairline, like the way it falls on his head, changed. Like, that's just we got imposter biden maybe perhaps well imposter biden was very progressive back in like 1955 when he was in high school uh, <laughs> in between dupont and some other fucking mega corporation building where he went to high school <laughs> watching guys make out in suits that uh you know you could see the you could foresee the future let's say senator biden was uh was pretty trad moderate and kind of racist for about 40 years but dude they were all like even barack obama was like marriages between a man and a woman in like 2009 2010 2011 maybe even 2012 i can't remember but like this all happened within the last 10 12 13 years or something we went from marriages between a man and a woman to uh you're like literally hitler if you don't support chopping kids dicks off and inverting them into some weird uh impression of a vagina okay good luck with that yeah that's that's definitely gonna progress society in the right direction well yeah and it, it's it's certainly gonna you know all the problems you're having are gonna be fixed by that <laughs> just like wait what whoever heard of some a mental problem being fixed by surgery unless it's brain surgery i don't know but like uh, just you know fiddling around with your appendages that's going to help the way you feel i have mental health problems i'm going to flip my dick inside out or outside yeah in. or something yeah. like come up with anything anything that you want like uh, yeah my left arm is possessed i need you to chop it off it's like probably not the solution to the problem as soon as they do that, then I'm starting to think that my right arm is possessed and it just jumped over right before they cut it off. I mean, like, why are we going to like the farthest, like the, the things that are farthest away from the problem? Be like, oh yeah, this is it. It's uh, the thing in between your legs. It's not in between your ears. It's between your legs. And that'll fix the thing in between your ears, obviously. Cool. All right. All right. We got to roll. Uh, it is St. Patrick's Day. Uh, that was a lot more uh, penile inversion therapy than I planned on talking about, but interesting topic nonetheless, and pretty goddamn funny, if I'm being honest. Justin uh, hasn't been able to maintain discipline for the last uh, 15 minutes or so. You got anything to plug in between your... <laughs> oh, I'm going to do a couple live streams on my own show Uh Sunday night, I'm going to talk about comic book shit with Rimzo Martinez. And then on Monday night, I'm going to talk about the uh, restrictions that are being put on what had been over-the-counter uh, farm antibiotics for, like, animals and stuff. They're they're really oh, trying to... Ivermectin. 
Well, not only that, but a lot of others there. Uh, it seems like they're trying to crack down on being able to raise your own livestock effectively, uh, which makes sense because a lot of people have moved in that direction since the pandemic. So it would make sense that they want to control the food supply. So anyway, we're going to talk. Uh, I'm going to be talking about that on Monday night with uh, my morning show co-host Dag and uh, Clyde and um, another buddy of ours that has his own little farm, Jay Forte. So we're going to we're going to be talking about uh, farm shit if you're interested in that kind of stuff. They, they really do hate independence. It's unbelievable, man. Every time like somebody exercises a little bit of freedom and independence, they like crack down on it. And anytime their big government bullshit blows up in our faces, they're just like, well, that's because we left you too much independence and now we need to take over more. God damn. It's unbelievable, man. Yeah. Well, um, so there's no, no happy hour tonight because it's St. Patrick's day. And I think that's probably why nobody's listening to this live stream. Everybody's getting fucking hammered, which I support that. That or they're watching the uh, NCAA tournament. That's that I know too. that's what my wife. Yeah, we had a lot to compete with today, but I think I think we held our own. Um, who else is talking about penile inversion, uh, vagina therapy, or whatever, whatever God, it's called? Hopefully nobody. I know. <laughs> Boston Boston Children's Hospital has like ten thousand fucking views right now. Um, but so no happy hour tonight because it's a holiday. No show on Tuesday because you've got uh, an obligation. And, and quite honestly, I don't know what next week is going to look like for me. So I, I do have some pre-recorded stuff that I'll probably uh, put out next week. Um, I'll do I'll do a solo episode if I have time, which I should. I think I'm going to have a lot of free time next week. And uh, I'm going to be stuck in Milwaukee for a while with my parents. So true libertarian living in my parents' basement. <laughs> and um do all that for us and we will be back with something for you next week i'm not exactly sure how that's gonna look and until then you know the drill just keep on peddling that so-called fiction peace